Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is something which will change your life completely. It's called the Psalms of Eternal Power. Sefer Telohim. What it is, is a reading, one from the book of Psalms, two, a name of Almighty God, and three, a suitable prayer for it. Now, it cannot be said by you alone. No, no. It has to be said with the right name at the right time and in the right manner. You must follow the traditional manner and method given 3,000 years ago in the Bible to the Jews. As a Jew, the Psalms are giving me so much joy. Every day I recite them. They have been a source of comfort for me in one of the most frightening elements known to man. As it says, the Psalms make the crooked straight and the rough places plain. If you just use them correctly, they are the well of everlasting certainty to those who make them the source of all their prayers. Now, I know all the names and all the prayers that go with them. And if you want them, they cannot be sold at any price. They cannot be sold at any price, but they can be given away for only a $50 donation. That's all, just a $50 donation. You can use these psalms, prayers, and names for money, success, luck, and love, or you can use them for the removal of evil, enemy, or just a bad circumstance and outcome, or for a blessing of your home, your child, or whatever, at this low, low donation. To us, all these numbers have a meaning. And $50 connects you with the 50 gates of understanding. You don't need a candle. You don't need incense. You don't need any magical crutch. Do this. Send it to me, Papa Say, Box 933, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Papa Say, Box 993, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Papa Say, Box 993, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Send it in the old hoodoo way. That's two $20 bills and one $10 bill. Two $20 bills and one $10 bill with a small slip of paper with what you want on it. Okay, this is the easiest and best way to make a donation. When you do send it, you receive a reading from the Psalms, the name of God, particular to that passage, and the prayer for it. No mess, no fuss, no shaking around. So send your donation today to Papa Say, Box 933, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Papa Say, Box 933, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Papa Say, 
Box 933, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Now, i tell you something. Episode 357. Yes, episode 357. Irene Weinberg, live on The Real Hoodoo. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily those of this broadcast facility, its management, staff, nor its sponsors. Live from Chicago, the crossroads of America, Papa Say. Papa Say is a highly acclaimed Hoodoo practitioner and fourth generation seer with over 50 years experience in the spiritual path. Boasting a worldwide clientele from various age, education, economic and ethnic groups. Papa Say shares a vast wealth of knowledge with those who have both the desire to learn and will to do what it takes to control the many problems in life. Celebrities and regular persons alike use these same things offered in these broadcasts and now experience true happiness and peace of mind that comes when your problems are finally solved. Papa Say uses the secret knowledge taught to him by his parents and ancestors along with practical knowledge from the Evo in West Africa, the Seminole in the swamps of Florida and the old Hadoo root workers of Louisiana. Along with his formal education in theology, anthropology and parapsychology brings holistic dimension that touches you, spirit, mind and body. And now your host Papa Say. Today, we have Irene Weinberg, who will give us her own story. Now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, some of you, well, okay, some of you do are not ready for this. You are not ready for it. This is her own story. In her own words, now I had a whole bunch of stuff to read. I did, a whole bunch of where she came from, what she did, and what she'd been doing. That is the truth. But, but, she can tell her story better than anyone else. She can tell it. She can tell her story better than anyone else. And now... Well, all I can do, I don't have much, I don't have much to say. So here's Irene. Irene? Hey, Papa Say, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. And I love your music. I think it's fabulous. You do? <laughs> enjoying it. I will. Oh. It is. So would you like me to just launch into my story and tell everyone what happened to me yes. and what I wrote a book yes. about? All okay. of it. Okay, so um, my name is Irene. I was brought up very, very traditionally in the Jewish religion. And I really honestly went to synagogue and I did the rituals and I did what I was taught. But I really didn't know if there was really an afterlife or believe in spirituality or whatever. And I was married to a most wonderful man. I had a, a wonderful marriage. Um, and I, we had been married about 17 years. I, it was a second marriage. Um, 
I was first divorced, and then I was, you know, uh, then I married this wonderful man. And we raised his children and my child together and all of that. And one day, I was standing at my kitchen sink, and I was washing some dishes. And he was watching, his name was Saul, and he was watching a Jets game on TV in our family room. And suddenly, a thought came into my head, a message that was not my thought, but it felt like a thought. And it said, Saul has to go. Many lessons will be learned from his death. And I thought to myself, what in the world am I thinking, hearing? What is this? And I filled the glass of water, and I brought it to my husband, and I kissed the top of his head, and I thought to myself, oh, my, if he died, so-and-so And then I stopped myself and I said, what am I thinking? And I put it right out of my head. And I never said a word to my husband or anyone else because I thought it was crazy. Two months later, my husband and I were coming home from a ski weekend in the mountains. We were on the New York State Thruway. And I suddenly felt our car go into a huge swerve. And as We did. I looked over at my husband and I saw that Saul was sound asleep at the wheel. We were going 72 miles an hour on the thruway. And I looked over at him and I said, Saul. And he woke up and he saw what was happening. And he went to pull the car out of the swerve. But instead, we rose up in the air for the first of four flips and as we started it felt like I was in a in a roller coaster and as we started to lift off the ground a second message came into my head and it said he's not going to make it you are we continued to flip I mean gosh we continued to flip four times and when we landed we had slid into a ravine And we were upside down. I looked over at my husband. And I said, Sully, are you okay? And his whole wonderful, loving, funny, gentle persona was completely gone. He was dead next to me. And I said to myself, oh, my God. I was told he was going to go. That message was real. I felt the car being turned over, and the strong hands of an EMT began to reach through the window of my completely totaled car to begin to pull me through the car. I did not realize at the moment that I was bleeding profusely from a torn artery in the bottom of my foot. And as I began to slide through the shattered window of my car. Unemotional, authoritative male voice boomed into my head and said, be loving and kind to everyone as they laid me on the side of the road. So there I was. A helicopter was hovering nearby, 
to take me to an emergency trauma center. I knew my husband was dead. They were tying a tourniquet around my leg to keep me from bleeding to death. My eye had hemorrhaged. My collarbone was reversed inside my shoulder. And my knee, I had lost a ligament in my knee. I took all the blows on the right side of my body. And I had just been told to be loving and kind to everyone. So they helicoptered me to this emergency trauma center. And instead of screaming for myself, knowing that my husband was gone, I said to the people loading me into the helicopter, God bless you for coming out the weekend before Christmas for helping me. I got to the hospital, and instead of crying for myself, I kept saying, thank you so much for helping me because I'd just been told to be loving and kind to everyone, so much so that three months after the accident, the assistant to the surgeon who stitched me up said to me, I had to call you and tell you that you changed lives in the emergency room because no one had ever seen anyone react to what had happened, a trauma, a crisis like you had had, and all you did was react to everyone with love and kindness. And I said to her, Trish, I had a spiritual awakening. I had an unbelievable experience that changed my life. So now what? I'm in a wheelchair. I know something's up, but I don't know what it is because I got the messages. And I'm, of course, in grieving hell now. I'm crying. I'm, I'm, I'm missing my husband. I'm, I, I'm dealing with all kinds of family problems and financial problems and you name it. But something is going on. And about six weeks after the operation, you know, the stitching of my foot and everything else, I had just gotten out of my wheelchair. And I got a completely unexpected random call from my dry cleaner because I'm very friendly. And he called me up and he said, Irene, I normally wouldn't do this, but you seem to be a very open-minded person. And I want you to know that eight years ago, my wife and I lost our son to a drug overdose. And we were inconsolable. And we went to psychiatrists and psychologists and social workers, and no one could help us. And then someone told us that we live after we die and that the soul goes on to the other side. He said, and we are going to see someone who's a medium who communicates with the deceased on the other side. And he's going to be, he's, he's young and he's new, but he's going to be very famous one day. He's very, very good. And he's going to be at a hotel in another town. And would you like to come to our home? And I'm telling you this for a reason. Would you like to come to our home, leave your car at our house, and we will take you to see this person? Well, I was just starting to drive. Like I said, I was just out of my wheel. And I drove to their home in one town, left my car there, and drove with them about four towns further down to a hotel where this young man was holding what they call a gallery, which is a reading where people get together um, who want to hear from their deceased loved ones. And, they, and in those days before voice recorders and all, 
people would bring someone with them to take notes because if your deceased loved one is coming through to talk to you, you forget your name, let alone what's going on. So in those days, people would bring someone to take notes as it was happening. And I had no idea what this was about because I had never experienced anything like this. And remember, I didn't used to believe in any of this, but I knew I had gotten those messages. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go. And it, in about about halfway, and, and when I walked into the room, by the way, with these people, this young man looked at me and he said, I don't even want to know your name. I don't want to know anything about you. Go upstairs to where everyone is gathered. Let me say hello to my friends here, and I and I will see you upstairs. And it was like Saul waited for me to experience other people getting messages that no one could possibly know. Like he said, to the audience, he said, does anyone have a father who says he shot himself in the head with a pistol? Oh, my God, that's my father. Uh, someone's telling me that she saw you hanging two pictures in your home before a Christmas celebration. Oh, my God, that's my mother, and on and on and on. And all of a sudden, he said, I'm getting a message from someone who's talking about Dr. Pepper. Does anyone relate to Dr. Pepper? And I elbowed my dry cleaner, and I said, oh, my God, start writing. It's all 15 years before he met me. Saul's brother, who was a big advertising executive, put Saul's name in a commercial for Dr. Pepper. And Saul always used to laugh about it. You know, Dr. Pepper is coming east from California. And let's talk to the man in the street, Saul Weinberg, what he thinks about Dr. Pepper. And Saul used to laugh. Not John Doe or Joe Smith, Saul Weinberg. So now, the most amazing, for 35 minutes, he's telling me that you, um, he's telling me, about a joke that only the two of you shared. He's holding up a can of tomato juice. And I was like, oh, my God. When my son was very little, Saul used to like to joke that if he was so skinny that if you filled him with tomato juice, he'd look just like a thermometer. (laughs) How could this man possibly know that? He's telling me that he died in a different state than where you live. He died in New York. We lived in New Jersey. He's telling me you were coming from a ski weekend. He's telling me you're driving his car with Saul Z on the license plate. That car was parked four or five towns away. And my husband was a real estate developer, and he sold to young people who used to call him Uncle Saul Z. So he had Saul Z on his license plate. He's holding up two fingers on one hand and one finger on another, and he's saying it has to do with your children. We raised his two children and my one son, and on and on and on. And now I know that, oh, my God, we go on, and my husband's on the other side, and now I am so excited. Of course, I want to talk to him again. So I start going to all these spiritual people, and he is coming through however he can, to whoever he can, through one he describes his genitals, to another one he describes his toes. He is, I mean, and on and on and on. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
And the and another thing that was amazing was when um he died, we weren't talking to a sister in law of mine who was very spiritual because we thought she was crazy. After I got this transmission, and by the way, the person, that young man who channeled Saul was John Edward, who's very, very famous today. Uh, You know, in those days, he was just getting started. And I called my sister-in-law, and I said, Carolyn, I don't know who else to tell, but I just had an unbelievable experience, and I was able to communicate with Saul on the other side. She said, thank God. Because two weeks after died, I was working with a healer, and the healer said to me, I don't know why, but there's a soul on the other side who's very insistent on communicating with you. And he says his name is Saul. And Carolyn said, Saul, why would you want to talk to me? We weren't talking when you died. And the message was, I know, because I thought you were crazy, but you're not. And I'm on the other side, and I need to get messages through to Irene. And there was a message. There are four deals that she was left with. Three will work out. One won't. And there was a message about each of the children. Okay, so now what do I do? I mean, I know he's on the other side. I got those messages, and I still don't know quite what's up. But as I start going to people, and he's coming through over and over and over, I start being told, that this happened as part of a divine plan. Certain things in Saul's life were not working out, and we had a backup plan that he would go and and he would somehow reach me from the other side so that I could write a book and help people to know that we go on and learn the cosmic importance of everyday life. There were universal cosmic truths he wanted to channel to me, to share with people. And I said, what book? I was a buyer for Macy's. I helped him in his real estate business. I I mean, I, I was a violinist growing up. What book? But it was him. And he was coming through in any way that he could. And I started working with a woman who did automatic writing. And I would ask her a question. You know, I wanted to ask him something. And he'd come right through with the answer and she'd write it down. And then later, I started working with someone who had even deeper abilities in that department. And I started asking, what's the deal with soulmates? How does heaven handle evil? Do we each come here with a soul purpose? And on and on and on. And I started getting answers. And then I also asked, did we have past lives together? And, oh, my God, yes, we did. And he started talking about them. And in the past lives, as he told the stories, he started saying about the different universal truths and the different lessons that we had learned in those lifetimes that he wanted to pass along to people about not judging people, about being loving and kind to people, including to yourself about all different kinds of things that the only thing we have control over is our attitudes um, and many other lessons. And the book started to take shape. And miraculously, it's received professional five-star reviews, many Mm five-star reviews on Amazon. And I am now, you know, sharing my story and giving people hope. Yes, we do go on. And yes, this is school, 
with lessons that we need to learn in these lifetimes and things that we need to do to help people because we come here to serve. And uh, I have been and about grief and all different other kinds of things that I've learned. And I am just, Papa say, I am out there with my story helping people. Let me tell people what the name of it is. It's called They Serve Bagels in Heaven. And <laughs> yes, you'll hear all about that on page eight. They serve bagels in heaven. And yeah. the book can be gotten on Amazon through uh there's a big site on Amazon for it, through Barnes and Noble. There's I also it's also an audio book now, so if you prefer to listen to it as a download and have me tell you my story and um and and, and hear the story narrated. You can do that too, and you can get that through audible.com. And um, I also have a website that is called uh-huh. They Serve Bagels in Heaven.com. Oh, oh, do they serve bagels in heaven? And they I do. Mean, really? What happens they is really? when we cross over, we get we get a projection of what. Our experience was in this lifetime, and I'm uh-huh. and 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 I'm not going to tell you more. I want everybody to read the book because it's amazing, and it will give you such comfort that it's not over when it's over, which I know you know, Papa say, and that um, this is all about evolving in our lifetimes and moving forward and living our love our lives with love and kindness, but not only to others but to ourselves. Uh-huh. Well, I want to know if they were bagels because I have a request. I What's want that? a bagel. I want it toasted. I want some cream cheese. I want some onion. I want some tomato. And most of all, I want some locks on it. You will because get it. Then, if that's what you want, you will get it. <laughs> I tell people all the time, just read page eight. You'll love it. Yeah, it's, here it's, in Chicago. You know, he describes in the book for me, he described his whole journey to the other side, what that was like for him, and what happened after his mother met him when he crossed over. Uh-huh. His mother met him? His, his mother, mother met him, him when he crossed over. His huh. mother had died when he was 16 years old. And yeah. he channeled to me that she was the first person he saw when he crossed over, she was there waiting for him. Hmm. Huh, that's good. That's real good. Oh, boy. You know, if people, His... you, I'm sure you've heard of this, Papa say, but a lot of times um, hospice workers will tell people oh. that they notice that when people are about to die, they suddenly say, I say, I see my mother or I see my son or my loved one or whatever. They're getting ready to right. greet them on the other side. Right. Right, that is so true. That is so true. Well, with me, because my first wife died, uh, one thing I never did—I never did read her. I never did uh, see her. Well, yes, I did. One dream I had of her, and in this dream, she was trying to get me to go somewhere with her, go to a party or something. And I, I told her, I don't want to go to any party. I don't want to go to any, I don't want to, I don't want to be, be, be bothering any mess like that. 
But uh, then she said, uh, you know, because I want I had to take care of our son. And then she, she said, uh, well, you can go to the party. It's not going to bother you. And I said, well, no, I don't want to. And I said, and besides, you're dead. And and she told me, do I look dead to you? That's what she was and letting I, you know, that she was okay. She was on the other yeah. side. Yeah, and then she walked all off. She just walked yeah. off. And with that, uh, I, so I understand what you're saying. I understand with that you really don't know. You really don't know uh, what a person is doing or how you're going to be, but there is an assurance that they will be there. They will be there to start something, especially after you're dead. But Mm -hmm. the the whole thing about that is that was good. It was really good. It was really good. It gave unbelievable comfort to to have her come to you in that dream. Right, right, right. It was really something. It was really something. Uh, The other thing is that, you don't really know, you don't really know that that person is a certain, a certain a greeter or something like, like that when you go on the other side. You think that it's going to be just, just you, you alone. And when you, when you do go, when you do go, you find out that it's, it's a, it's a lot different than that. You start seeing people, you know, that mm-hmm. you don't know, and seeing people that uh, that you did some time ago, and it's mm-hmm. all really a very good thing. Yeah, I believe that. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. That you know, it's you an know, unbelievable what? comfort. It's such a comfort, Papa say, to know that we're really not alone. They're with us. And that um, that we're going to see them again. I think it takes away some of the fear of death. Yeah. And it gives yeah. you more of a passion for life. How are you living yeah. this life till you get over there? Yeah, that is true. That I mean, look at all the true. people you're helping in your life. It's a beautiful well, thing. Yeah, yes it is. It is a beautiful thing. Because uh, some people I can help and some people I don't hear from. I might help them one time and that's it. I don't hear from them anymore. But, you know, they they know me. They know me and they come to me at certain times. They come mm-hmm. to me and I can just really, 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 I have, you know, it's one thing to be involved with a, with a person. It's another thing to really be a certain person, which makes a difference in that person's life. And there is, there is a type of person where the where the individual cannot really understand that. He can't really understand that. But when you die, when he dies, or you die. You can see that person as he really is, and that mm-hmm. person is really, you know, he's really not. 
He's really not that type of person which you should be upset with or bothered with. It's really a person whom you love, a person whom you can, who you care about, a person whom you, uh, how can you put it, whom you uh, really have a certain type of feeling for. But, you know, some of the things, some of the things you're saying, I have to agree with it. I got to agree 100%. I got to agree with it. When Shaul visited you the first time, he was making it plain and clear. He was making it plain and clear that Hashem had sent him to you. Hashem mm-hmm. had did that. And mm-hmm. the only thing you could do is is really just just uh you know be that type of person for him. The type of person who could who was caring, the type of person who was because you know, forget it, God ain't about all that mess. God ain't about that. God ain't about we we go through we go through wars and all type of opposition here and whatnot, but God ain't about that. He ain't about that. He ain't about that. God is about love. That's all That's right. God is about. That's all That's right. he's about. And I like hearing that. I like hearing that. Because well, did you did you get back with your sister in law after that? Oh, my sister in law and I became very, very close after that. And that was another part of the, you know, it, it, what you don't understand when you're in this life and you're involved with the relationships and all is that sometimes there's a greater purpose and it may not be the season for that person, but then it comes later. For instance, after all that skepticism about her and all that, suddenly the two of us were on the same page. Who would have thought it? And she was one of the people who supported me when other people were saying, you're crazy, you're writing a book about what? She was one of the people that said, get your truth out, Irene. It's going to help so many people. She became a big uh, friend and supporter of mine. And who would have ever thought it? So there was a reason that we were in each other's lives. And so you can, I always say to people, don't look at the world in a black and white way. Because you, we swim in vats of gray, and you don't know how things are going to change and how circumstances in your life are going to change. And then you have a choice. You have a choice as to how you want to respond to the circumstance, and hopefully you're choosing to come from love. But you have a choice, and these are all part of your soul, how you're evolving and your, and, and your development and all that here in school here on earth in school. I try really hard not to judge people because I say I don't know where everyone's coming from. I don't know what their path is. And if they're really if they're really harmful people to me at the time, I just detach from them. I don't I try hard not to get caught up in their drama or get caught up into whatever it is they feel called upon to right. do, but it's really not my story. But I don't have to hate them for it. I can honor where right. they are on their path. Right, right. Now, your son is here. Who your son? Yes. Well, I don't, I don't want to do any reading, but your son is here. Well, what's with him? What is he doing? 
Well, it's interesting. Well, I'd love you to do a reading, but and I think it's wonderful that he's there. Um, people have said to me, um, what are the reactions you got from your three kids? Because I brought up two stepchildren, and I brought up, and of course I had my son. And my stepson thought this was the coolest thing that that this happened to me, and he was very interested. My stepdaughter said, I don't want to know about it. I don't believe in that stuff. I'm not going to change. Leave me alone with it. And I honored that. Yeah. That's fine. And my son, of course, was much was younger when all of this happened, and he said, Mom, just don't embarrass me, <laughs> whatever you're going to do. And then later he started to – um, he sort of got one foot in the water and one foot out of the uh, out of the water. He honors what I'm doing, and he's very proud of me. But in his own life, he's in finance, and his world is a more grounded, you know, nuts and bolts kind of world. So um, he, like I said, one foot in and one foot out. And I recognize that he has his journey, and he's having his life. And that's another one of the things that I learned to Papa say. He's my son, and I love him very, very much, but I don't own him, and he has his own journey. He came here to learn lessons also. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't hold on to anyone. I don't try to control anyone anymore. I used to have control issues. When this thing happened, I got that I have control over absolutely nothing other than my attitude. I mean, how my husband, the car flipped four times, and there he was dead next to me. I couldn't control that. But I could control, like that woman in the hospital, the doctor's assistant said to me, I could control whether I was screaming and becoming all about me and becoming a victim to it and jumping into a swamp with it or deciding on some level that I was going to come from love and somehow get through this. I mean, I've I've had I've been in uh, therapy with a coach who's a life transition coach. I'd worked with a spiritual healer to pull out energetic blocks I was carrying from different things that had happened to me. I determined early on that yes, I was going to go through pain and yes, it hurt like crazy, but I was going to get through this tunnel and be a role model for my son that you can get hit by a grenade in life and keep going on. And that was a choice. Mm-hmm. And we all have uh-huh. choices. Yes. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Well, that was something. That is really, really a good story. No one's heard of that. No one could expect that. What you said has told us to keep love in our lives and that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, well, really, Hashem will guide us. He'll take it That's out. Right. He'll, he'll use it. Yeah, he'll use it. And we, don't, we don't pay any attention to it. We see only the bad part. But Hashem sees only the good part, only that part which will help someone else. And that, that is something else. That's it's really a good story. There, yes, sir. That's now with your daughter. With your daughter, your daughter is still. Is she still uh, uh, against?
against it or against you? Well, or I'll tell you an interesting story that happened from it because, you know, it talks about her father, and she got very sensitive about that and all of that, and she's also in a very grounded world where they, you know, are very skeptical about these things. But here's how I took it with her. I had had a lot of problems with her when I got complete custody of her when she was a teenager from a mother who had mental problems. And you talk about a challenge in life um, to get a kid who's hostile like that and comes to live with you because she's ordered by the courts to come to live with you. So for many years she loved me, but she couldn't love me because it was too much of a conflict with her mother. So after my husband died, she was a little nasty with certain things that were going on. And I said to myself, okay, I got this message to be loving and kind to everyone. How do I, instead of being a victim to this or getting mad at her, how do I come from love? Maybe part of what I got is I can help her heal in some way, But she has her choice whether or not she will, and maybe I can come from love and do something. So what I did was I started working with a counselor, and I talked to her about the years of hurt, and I understood what had happened to her, and she resented that in certain ways I took. I never said I was her mother, but, you know, I was there. There was a restraining order against her mother and all kinds of things. And this counselor said to me, This is what I think we need to do. I think you should detach from her with love. Stop calling her. Stop chasing her. But love her from afar. And while you do that, why don't we work on you, your feelings about it, how you can resolve, you know, she had said certain hurtful things to me and all of that. And let's talk about empowering you and about you being loving to yourself and taking care of yourself while you're sending her love but from a distance. And the amazing thing, this kid who had once said to me, if you ever died, I wouldn't even bother coming home to your funeral and all this stuff, all of a sudden started calling my son. What's with your mother? What's with your mother? She's not talking to me. What's with your mother? This person had told me she couldn't care about me, blah, blah, blah. And my son said to her, I don't know exactly what's going on, I can only tell you that mom said to tell you that when she's ready, she'll call you. And for a year and a half, Papa say, I worked on my own stuff and sent her love. And then I finally was ready to talk to her. And I picked up the phone, I called her, and right away she got that old attitude. She said, what's with you? I don't understand. And I said to her, honey, I love you, but I hate our relationship And I would like it to change, but it needs two people to work at it. And she got very quiet, and she said, what do I have to do? And from there, our whole relationship began to change. She had been given a taste of what it would be like not to have me physically in her life, and she had decided that she didn't want that. And I never stopped loving her. And she even said to me, how could you, I treated you so terribly, how could you continue to love me? And I said, Sandy, I said, because I loved your dad, and I saw things in you that I loved, and I knew that inside your heart of hearts, 
you were not a, a bad person. You were just conflicted, and I wanted to, and I love you. And then Papa say, I'll tell you something else that happened. I had had a very abusive father. And he was, um, he and my he got my mother, he and my mother abandoned me for 23 years of my life. I had no parents, no family. My father was a very troubled man. He had had polio as a child and all kinds of terrible stories that happened to him. And instead of healing, he took it out. He displaced it on all of us. He used to beat one of my brothers and on and on and on. After my husband died, I had gotten the message, be loving and kind to everyone. And I, my mother and I started making up, and I said to my mother, Mom, with love, you can change the legacy of this entire family. Because of my mm. father and his disturbances, people didn't talk to each other for years. We had all kinds of problems. We had all kinds of fear. I said, you could go and work through, and she went to Jewish family service, and she started to understand that she was a battered woman and what had happened to her. And then we met with a counselor for five hours with my brothers. I have two brothers, with their wives, with me, my mother, and the counselor. And we did a family healing. And from that mm-hmm. time forward, my mother is now 92. For the last 20 years, she completely has her family back. She has respect there's nothing but love between all of us. It's the most beautiful thing. And this is for from people who were originally not talking to each other and very judgmental of each other and everything. So I tell people, you have a choice how you want to deal with your world. If somebody is very mean to you, you can choose to detach from them with love to protect yourself. And then right. later on, maybe things will change. And you have still held your, you haven't given yourself up to hate or to anger or anything. You just say, okay, that's them. That's what they're going through there. I don't need to jump in that pool with them. And then later on things can happen, and then you have choices about how that works. So as far as my stepdaughter is concerned, look at the healing that happened between the two of us. And now every once in a while I'll say to her, I know you don't want to read the book and you never want to hear anything, when she'll say to me, what's going on with you? But I'll say, so, but just to let you know, I'm doing radio interviews and I'm, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm doing a presentation and all that. And she'll say, good for you. So she's gone from being hateful about it to being accepting of it. Which is mm-hmm. huge. She still doesn't ever have to read it, but she's yeah. not hateful about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, yeah, that's good. That is really good. That is really good. Now, with your uh, when you are working with somebody, you know, do you do you see well? Let me even let me go back to this. Let me go back to this while I'm thinking about it. When when Shaul died, when he was there, did you see his soul leave? Did you see his soul leave his body? I did not actually see his soul leave because they were putting me in the helicopter and they were working on me and all of that. But I felt that he was with me. And then Good. through the messages I got, 
he channeled to me ex- he channeled to me exactly what happened he told channeled to me that he watched them operating on me in the hospital that he was there with me through that whole thing and then he talked about what exactly his journey was like as he crossed over i have a friend who read the book and then like 10 years after she read the book she um had a very deep loss a very a very dear relative of hers died and she said Irene I was crying so hard your book was so wonderful I wanted to read it again but I couldn't read it through my tears and I threw the CD I have I have it in two forms I I sell it as a, as a CD series there are five CDs that come with it or you can get it as a download on audible.com and she said I listened to it through my tears when Saul describes what it was like for him to cross over and what he experienced on the other side, I cannot even tell you the comfort it gave me for my knowing that my relative went through the same thing. And mm. so that is how I feel. I'm so blessed. It, it, I, this terrible tragedy happened to me, but from it, so many people have been helped. I'm so right. grateful, and I know Saul is still with me, and I know that right. he is cheering for me and helping me from the other side. And we've right. bridged heaven and earth to do this beautiful thing. And I want to share something else with people, which I know you in particular will appreciate, Papa Say. My father, who was so abusive, I have never asked for him when I work, you know, with mediums or different people and, you know, to help people. I work with mediums, and I love watching the healings that go on when people's deceased loved ones come through. And I never asked for my father. He was so abusive that when he was dying and he was paralyzed, re-paralyzed from his polio and all, couldn't touch me, couldn't hurt me. I was still afraid to sit on his hospital bed. That's how afraid I was of him as a child. And my father comes through all the time now. I never asked for him telling me, don't stop. I'm on the other side. I'm healing. I understand what happened. And as you do your work, I'm learning too. Don't stop. So on the other side, they're with us, and they're healing with us, and they're learning with us, hmm. which is That's amazing. That's good. That's good. That is real good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because uh, people don't know that souls grow on the other side, too, that they Mm -hmm. have healing. Yeah, there are people that do healings on the other side. Yes, they do. There are people, you know. But with it, with it, it, you know, it it happens. It happens just like here so long. With so much time, so much, so many changes, but with him joining in with the healing, well, there's one thing you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about him and this mess no more. You don't have to worry about that because he is now. He's joined. He's joined the human race. I I put it that way again. He has become a a real person, a person who does care about other people. You know, but that is real good. That's good. Now, with uh, with all of the other things that have happened, all the things of all the ways, with all these things, is there is there one thing 
which stands out among, among them above all the rest, which thing, which thing stands out above all the rest, uh, you know, just as something which uh, you could give us. You could, you could, you could let us know which, yes, which we can. You know, I hear where you're going, and the big thing, all I can talk to is me personally, with all that I learned, the biggest thing for me is that, oh, my gosh, I'm no longer afraid of death. It is not okay. over when it's over. It's all about how you live your life and the choices you make in your life. And if you are, if you are leaning towards healing and love, that is what it's all about. Okay. Okay. Because now that's a... That's a beautiful message because there are women on the on the on the broadcast here who were abused as children. They were abused, and that is something which they could really, really use. Really, Absolutely. use. I mean, look at me. My, I was an abused child. I had a horrible childhood, horrible. And here, I don't. I still would not invite my father physically to come into my home. But I'm from the other side. He has let me know he loves me. He is sorry. He said, I was such a wounded child. This is the message I got. I was such a wounded child in an adult body that I was jealous of my children for taking attention away from me, from their mother. He was competing with us for my mother's attention and affection and so much so that he isolated me from my mother so that I had no relationship with her. He beat one of my brothers. Another one of my brothers has had cancer five times because he hated my father so much. Meanwhile, guess what's happened? Since he died, my whole family is healed. My brother hasn't had any more cancer. My other brother is no longer angry. He's come to peace with everything. And I am out there telling everybody about this, and oh my gosh, and my father is with me learning. Hmm. And I'll tell uh. you something else. I want everyone in your audience to hear. My mother has been told that she does not have to see my father when she crosses over until she's ready. So if you have someone who abused you here and you crossed over, you will not see them until both there's been enough healing that's gone on that you're ready to see each other, if ever. Which is good because oh. my mother likes to joke that if my father's meeting her when she crosses over, she's not going. Because <laughs> she had a really hard time with him. <laughs> so I want people to understand that you're not ever a victim. You cross over, and it's all about love and healing. Uh. Oh, true, true. That is so true. That is so true. It's a true thing. It's a true thing to be, you know, on the other side and know that you're there with a purpose. To know that you can really, really deal with certain things. To to just be, you know, you're not just there because you're there. You're there because of because of how you lived and what you were doing. That's right. But and you're actually last... healing there. Yes. 
You're yeah, not just you're a lump he- over there. You're actively healing, and you get a universal view, and you understand things like you never were able to see here on the earth plane. You get a much broader perspective of everything, and it's amazing what goes on there. Huh. Can I repeat the name of my book? Because I'd love people to yeah. to get it. They can actually read about what it's like in the book when you cross over and what happens and how the healing goes on. And there'll be a lot of questions that they would have that will get answered. So everyone, it's They Serve Bagels in Heaven. You can get it through Amazon. And please let me hear from you after you read it. You can get it as an e-book. You can get it as a regular copy. And you can go to audible.com, which is a division of Amazon, and you can download it or you can get a copy of the CDs to put in your car. And come on to my website, theyservebagelsinheaven.com. You'll have a good time. And there you can read people's uh, testimonials and reviews about the book and everything and how oh, it's helped boy. their lives and made a difference. I mean, I have a, I have a – a letter from a man I'd never met him in my life he got the book he got 30 copies for all of his friends at Christmas time he said the description of what it was like he was getting older what the, the description of what it was like to cross over it all was such a comfort to him it took away all his fear and he got copies for everyone in his life so I am just honored and humbled and grateful because I never set out to write this book this thing happened to me but I honored the calling. Oh, boy. Because I knew it was my husband. Oh, oh, boy. Well, we have in in chat, we have a man that says, my mom that mistreated me and my brother because her mom treated the boys in her family like gold. So I understand what she is saying, and that is so true. When And then he says, thank you for the reply. Now, there's a woman that says, I want her book. I want her book. And he says, thank you, Irene. Now, the, no, the, the active in the room is good, I'm guessing. Oh, well, uh, you can. You don't have to guess. You can, you can say for, for sure the thing is right here. It's, it is lovely. Well, all I can say is thank you. Thank you. Thank Hold you. Out. Thank you, and I would like to say to anyone who gets the book, all you do have to do is get on my website, theyservebagelsinheaven.com, or, and it's also in the book, and please reach out to me. Let me hear from you. I would love to hear from you. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, this has just been such an amazing thing, that journey for me, and I want to help you and join you in your journey. Okay. Okay. Well, so that, Ms. Walsh. But anyway... Anyway, this has been a hard day for me because, well, you know, I couldn't get a picture from you. I couldn't go. I couldn't go on Facebook. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And I said, "What is this? What is this?" I said, "We must are gonna have a good day. We are must gonna have a good day." And we and did. All, all this is right for us. Yes, it is. It's right for us. Because and I thank you, thank you, thank you, Irene, for I giving us you. your story. Thank you, thank you, thank you a whole lot, a whole lot. Thank you for it, because without your story, we could not have done this. We could not have gone on. 
No, we couldn't have. We could not have. But thank you for it. And thank you. And God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, too. You and God bless every single person in your listening audience. My heart, too. Hey, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And we will talk to you again. But thanks, Irene, okay? Well, bye-bye. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Today, we have had something to really think about. Now, here's another message. When you're in need, be sure to use Papa Say. Papa Say is a fourth-generation seer and an all-around hoodoo root doctor. Papa Say is that surefire person for getting whatever done to make your situation better. Papa Say can help you with everything from success and love to a continuous flow of money. Papa Say can remove that evil eye that's destroying your life and your future. Papa Say helps women get and keep their man and kids off the street, off of drugs, and out of jail. Papa Say doesn't use a tarot or a crystal ball. He uses an ordinary deck of playing cards, a time-honored method used by all real hoodoos. Papa Say can look through muddy water and spot dry land. He's not an ordinary reader or psychic. He's your holy spiritual advisor. You need him? Call him at 1-800-ASK-KEEN. That's 1-800-ASK-KEEN. And ask for extension 055-9865. That's 055-9865. 1-800-ASK-KEEN. Extension 055-9865. Remember, there's only one real hoodoo and only one Papa Say. And you know, you know what? There is a message for anybody. Why, well, like you're here now, you all you got to do is just is just call in to get the one card message. One card message. Call six one nine nine two four nine eight zero one. Six one nine nine two four nine eight Zero one. Now again, for the one card message, call six one nine nine two four nine eight zero one. Yes, sir. This will be. Oh, well, this will be. The, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will re- rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, I will. This is his day, okay? Now, with the one card message, well, we got ooh, we have ooh, so many of them. With so many of them, with three oh one, three oh one. This is for you, three oh one. This is Papa say hello. Hi, Papa. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Fine. Thank you. All right. And I'm calling to get one my one message. Okay, you'll get it. Let's go. Let me see. Ooh. Well, you have the heart. The heart. The heart is a symbol of fulfillment and joy. Romance is in full bloom for you to enjoy. Serenity rests deep in thy heart. Loving yourself is where it should start. You got that? 
Yes. The heart is a symbol of fulfillment and joy. Romance is in full bloom for you to enjoy. Serenity rests deep in thy heart. Loving yourself is where it should start. Now that's it. And go. God bless you and good day. Okay? God bless you too. Bye-bye. God Thank you. Well, here's, here's another one. Area code 201. Oh, two zero one. Here's the number. Hi, Hello. Papa. How Hi, are Papa. you? I'm okay. Hi, how are you? How are you today? I'm okay. I'm okay today. Okay. Like Here's to your message. Okay. You. Your message is the book. The unopened book. We stories concealed. When pages are read, the truth is revealed. The book guards tales of inner emotion. Blessed are the words of deep devotion. Okay? The unopened book weaves stories concealed. When pages are read, the truth is revealed. The book guards tales of inner emotion. Blessed are the words of deep devotion. You got that? Well, yes, all I do. Right. Thank you, Father. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, Lord. Well, here's another one. 903, this is for you. Hello? Hello, Papa. Hello? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing well, and I was calling for a the one card message. Okay. Your yours is the anchor. The anchor is a sign of a stable event. Bask in sunshine, secure and content. When the anchor is some distance away from you, hope will fade. And leave life askew. The anchor is a sign of a stable event. Bask in sunshine, secure and content. When the anchor is some distance away from you, hope will fade and leave life askew. Well, God bless you and God keep you. God bless you too, Father. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's another person. Here's another person. Two zero one. Two zero one. This is Papa Say. Two 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 zero one. Hello. I already spoke to you, Papa. Huh? I already spoke with you. Oh, you did. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Here's someone. Someone here. Seven seven zero. Seven 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 zero. Hello. Hi, Papa. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good to hear you. I'm doing fine. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> well, ready for your read? Yes. Okay. <laughs> your card is the crossroad. A road is the open. 
reveals the best way. A crossroad is open. A crossroad in the open reveals the best way. Choose wisely your path to avoid any dismay. Follow your dreams with faith and precision. All will be clear when you make your decision. Okay? A crossroad is the open reveals the best way. Choose wisely your path to avoid any dismay. Follow your dream with faith and precision. All will be clear when you've made your decision. Okay? Thank God you, Papa bless. That's God very you. timely. God bless. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, well these are people who have gotten their message. Here's another one. 954. 954. Hello? Hello, Papa C. I can hear you, Papa C. I'm doing well, thank you. you. How are you? Good. Okay, we're fine. You ready? Here you go. Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Clouds are yours. Clouds brightly shine, strong in precision. Life will be fine with firm decision. Beware of clouds, misty and obscure. Life cloaked in distress is hard to endure. Now, clouds brightly shine, strong in precision. Life will be fine with firm decision. Beware of clouds, misty and obscure. Life clothed in darkness is hard to endure. God bless you and God keep you. Thank you, Rapa Say. God bless you too. Okay. All right. Well, we have got, well, with others, I'm going to tell you, there are others who want a message tomorrow, which is money readings. So who do running money readings are tomorrow? At 7 p.m., 7 p.m. Now, these one-card readings are really a good a good take because it gives you something to really, really think about. Yeah, it gives you something to really, really think about when you, well, when you don't have anything, when you try, when you try to have uh, something, you know, on your mind. These these one card these one card readings help you to understand that really some of the things that happen to you the spirits know about. They know about the things that are happening. Yes, they do. And these cards these cards do help you. In every move you make, every move you make. Now, be here tomorrow. Be here Monday at 7 p.m. for Hoodoo Money Readings. Hoodoo Money Readings, Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, subscribe to this program on Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Leave a review 
and tell your friends about it. Leave a review and tell your friends about it. This is the way that we get the message out. Yes, it is. It is the way we get the message out. And all of you who have met today, who have met today, you have a good thing. You have a good thing. First of all, first of all, you heard from Irene. Yeah, which is the, and the second thing, you heard from the spirit. The spirit. These spirit messages are the best thing that can ever happen to any person. They are the best thing. So be be definitely someone which should what? Use it. Alright? Now watch all the signs. But keep in mind these three things. One, readers and psychics can only see, but the real hoodoo will get and keep you free. Two, there's only one real hoodoo and only one Papa say. And three, always remember that Christians tell people that Jesus saves, but Jews tell people that Moses invests. This is Papa Say. God bless you, and God keep you, and most of all, good night. The views and opinions expressed on the preceding program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily those of this broadcast facility, its management, staff, nor its sponsors. Thanks to everyone in our entire audience for listening to this broadcast of Papa Say here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host for this broadcast was Papa Say. Chatroom supervision provided by BT Destiny. The executive producer was George Carr. The broadcast director was James Best. On-air announcers were Myron Bast and Dorothy Knight. On-air announcer for Spanish was Diego Montoya. On-air announcer for French was Michel LeBlanc. Telephone screening provided by Nicole Lofton. Music recording and engineering provided by JT's Cop Database Engineering. The music heard on this program is under license by ASCAP and BMI. On-air engineering and recording for post-program archive provided by Blog Talk Radio, a corporation licensed by the state of New York with corporate offices in New Jersey. A recording of this and other broadcasts can be downloaded at www.blogtalkradio.com slash This program has been brought to you by Big Gator Productions which is solely responsible for its content. Remember to tune in next week at the same time for Papa Say here on Blog Talk Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.